Well, good morning and welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name is Gavin Smith. It's a joy to welcome you today, the Church Administration Podcast. We love talking about all the work that happens behind the scenes. And uh, 2023, we've had Nigel Ring on, we've had Mark Parsons. And mate, we've pulled you together, Tim. <laughs> Absolute legend. I'm not, I'm a... Uh... Well, first of all, it's very good to be here. It's slightly daunting that you've just reeled off some massive names and then you've got this <laughs> this northerner accountant from Leeds who uh, pops along every so often to talk about uh, church finance. So, yeah. if, well, it's gr- great to be in this. Anything I can be of service, always, I always love. I always Absolutely love, love having Tim on. And, and as you know, he is just brilliant on the podcast and loads of wisdom. And for us who are serving in our churches, you know, whether it's in finance or right across the board spectrum of church administration, then hopefully today's topic of budgeting is going to help you. And I think we really felt that we, I, I, I was sat, you know, re-listening again to the kind of conversation we had with Nigel Ring mm. and just posted out a video in the last last few weeks. And he he's just got so much wisdom, isn't he, to capture and and um you can mate. see it just dripping. The wisdom just comes out of the conversation. I was yeah. I've I've been working with, with church charities and organizations for, for for many years and have looked at many budgets, been part of trustees meetings and whatnot. Not as many, not for as many years as, as Nigel has, but yeah. it was just just to be able to just hear the experience and the wisdom and how he just brought brought together the the real importance of where where a church needs to be going, how this budget process really fits into vision and keeping the, the main thing the main thing. Yeah. When it's so easy to get sucked into the detail, the challenges uh you know the obviously the lack of resources yeah. which, which the, the the natural barriers and just being able to write this this is the focus and it was really interesting to hear really yeah interesting. he was great wasn't he i just i loved i loved his heart when he was just you know kind of just again prompting us saying mm. you know the church doesn't need to be in survival mode at the minute mm. it needs to be available it needs to be out there sharing the good news mm. of jesus with people and, uh, and as we think about that in budgeting, you know, I love his comments on saying, you know, what is at the essence of what you do? You know, come to terms with what has God called you to do in this local church? What's the essence? And then what are the periphery things? What are the things that actually maybe you just need to find a different way of, of finding, financing them? Maybe the finances need to be drawn back in a particular ministry, but maybe God's going to provide a person. And it was just it's just lovely just picture of going, oh, this guy gets it. Yeah. And it's so helpful to be challenged in that way as we talk about finances and ministry and faith and all these things that are going around our head as we talk about churches' budgets this year. Yeah, and it's a real challenge what he brought about. And from my, from you know, when I was listening to it and just trying to apply that into the the client, the church clients we work with, knowing the differing scenarios we get as a bit of a barometer of how churches across UK and areas are doing, is it's a it's a real challenge, isn't it? Because yeah. I think the, what he's, he's you know he's given a a challenge of a very important perspective and the big the big question that's yeah. kind of an answer is, is how does that shaping of a budget yeah work with a group of people because you had a great conversation about you know uh, leaders church elders yeah. however your church is structured uh, how trustees are involved how the finance manager or administrator is involved there and how that is shaped yeah um is quite it's it's that's the next big question isn't it yeah. really of like this you know if, if we're able to embrace that challenge of keeping the main thing the main thing keeping the focus that the church is not meant to be in survival mode at the moment yeah. with the limits of the 
the constraints on budgets and how how do we shape that and that for me i think that's the big question yeah. of it of, of some of how you how that does that which uh, yeah. be interesting to explore it's it's great and I, I love this point you know trustees we want them to be spiritual i think just starting talking about budgeting we're talking about teams and people talking about this stuff you know this shouldn't be a single person doing it on their own feeling like they're carrying a responsibility you know this needs to be on leadership team agendas this needs to be talked about there needs to be thought and planning and prayer going into all of this and so if you are on your own then you know first bit of advice how can you expand that and bring people into that conversation mm. and um you know our elders our pccs these guys have got a responsibility to you know to work the finances through to connect it to vision and um so don't do it on your own you know that's mm. that is absolutely key yeah um, absolutely and I, when, when i do something because I've, I've, i do have occasion done specific training around budgets and one of the things i find that clients are asking me more and more to do is support with budgets and yeah. forecasts now budgets and for budgets versus forecasts are slightly different things but the yeah. essence is is coming from the same place and what the bit i find fascinating about about this budget same process if mm. we were to if i was to launch into a little bit of I guess financial theory if you like yeah. is just how that that last part of the budget same works so uh, what i often talk about is um a pyramid of how you build your budget as, yeah. with the base layer being the at the foundation stage of you you start with the budget of what you actually know it's usually that individual the finance officer the administrator starting off with what factually known what happened last year we will start the budget yeah. there nice straightforward we then get onto the essentials which is the next building block of yeah. what do we need to change this for how what's happened with our our donors have, have people dropped off have we been growing um have the government changed the the national insurance tax again and you know the, <laughs> the things that we need that we know yeah. are coming on the horizon we need to change now those two steps are normally the nice straightforward easy bits even though that they can at times be nervy if you're a church or organization where your resources are limited and it's yeah. starting to paint a clear picture as to how things may look like in your next financial year or even the next financial year after that if you're if you're that you know you're, you're an organization that are doing two years ahead um but the final stage which i would call i sometimes call the principal stage mm -hmm. of how you shape this last part of the budget is the the bit that i find really fascinating is really i think the bit of how we help mm -hmm shape this budget in the direction we want it to and on the values and the vision that the, the church is is wanting to have and it's the bit where i think everything can either fall down and get complex or uh it can it can we can gather round in faith knowing yeah. that actually wow god you've we, we've you've really blessed us here we've got a fantastic budget with plenty of resources yeah. or things are looking tricky lord we need it's providing so that that final stage for me of the pyramid is the is the key bit and i often talk about um some principles around budgeting that can be helpful mm -hmm. to help people on this journey of wherever you're at in your organization's kind of financial journey in, in setting a budget is is understanding some of those some of those principles of which the often the most common one that people automatically go to because i think people have this uh Whenever we say the word budget, yeah. um, some of us will have a twitch in the eyebrow because uh, <laughs> we've we've been used to those uh, family budget discussions, which yeah. uh, can be a bit tricky. And it often comes with a, a connotation of uh, restriction and um, holding things back and being prudent, of which prudence is a key principle of yeah. an important part of budgeting yeah. that we, 
we, we're, we're being a little bit reserved, a little bit worst case scenario, but it's not the only one. And it's kind of, I've, I quite like busting this kind of a budget doesn't always have to carry this assumption that it has to always be prudent. We've yeah. always got to carry this kind of like step. Um, so you can have an aspirational budget, for example. Yeah. We, we yeah. If everybody knows we're setting a budget that's aspirational and everyone's on that journey together, knowing that this is what we're aiming for, as opposed to something yes. that's, that's we're sitting back and thinking well, we just want to be cautious, uh, that's another principle you can do. And there's quite a lot of principles. But what my key thing is when I'm talking to people about budgeting is that is making sure everybody knows the kind of value you've put around how you've shaped your budget. Mm -hmm. If someone's got a prudent mindset and someone's got an aspirational mindset, yeah. that's where the... Yeah, there's going to be gaps, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, it's where the journey kind of comes apart. So that, And it's where the kind of that budgeting theory kind of meets those big faith and vision questions of mm -hmm. how that budget gets shaped, which I find quite interesting. Yeah, interesting. it's interesting. Going back to your, your first base layer, I think is, is so mm -hmm. important of, of kind of assessing previous data and having information there um, is so so key, isn't it? Because yeah. you know, like a like a family budget, if you take it so simplified to a family budget, you know, seventy percent of it doesn't change. You know, most yeah. of it isn't. You know, it, these are fixed things, or, or okay, they're they're rising costs, maybe in you know, in terms of the church, in terms of areas of utility and building things like that. But but the majority of it, you know, we don't get to make huge amounts of decisions in those kind of areas that are fixed. It's it is the it is as you go up that that pyramid where decisions actually matter and yep. and having the right facts and the right information to give to people who are decision makers who are aspirational maybe in in wanting to push forward the mission um and explore new ways that the church can you know can reach out with mm. this cost money yep. um i want to be able to make sure that they've got all the information to make those yep. decisions and by making that decision here's what some of the consequences might be yes but I'm going to stand with you in faith because I really think you're onto yeah. something here. God's leading us in this direction. And, yeah. and there's a degree of trust and faith that has to come. And as we mm. ask our donors and our members to give in faith, yeah. you know, I, I want that mix and that, that mm. thinking to be going on in our, in our budget as well, as we progress through, you know, into that pyramid that you're saying. Yeah, um, absolutely. Really important. I think one of the things I, it's one of the things I love doing a bit in my job is being able to give, uh, yeah. boards some uh, trustee boards and key management the the facts yeah the most plainest financial storing telling way so yeah. they can equip them to to go off and do you know make those decisions and and be informed and i think it's a really helpful mindset as well if there's if, if you're listening out there and you are you carry the weight of responsibility for preparing that budget and communicating those financial stories is that if you can, I've been many a time where I've, I've realized that actually things are more looking South yeah. than I would like for this yeah. organization. And yeah. you do automatically feel a sense of responsibility yeah. for that, even though you're not responsible. Yeah. And if you're able to carry a mindset of I'm, I'm communicating facts to help people yes. be informed to then, you know, seek God, make decisions, communicate, and all the rest of it. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a really good mindset. But you're right. Having if you don't have those base layer facts, it makes the process much harder, much yeah. harder. So, and and I think if you're in a leadership position, listening to the podcast, and and you may not deal with the finances day to day, but mm -hmm. but you're you're involved in helping to set budgets and that. You know, please let me say, please check up on those that are 
serving in the area of finance. You know, let's make sure these guys are doing well yeah. and that they are being cared for. Because I've met so many treasurers who, who at this time are feeling the pressure, mm. trying to balance budgets, trying to you know work things through, uh, you know, trying to pull together the information. Um, and so just, just as a quick snapshot, let's stand yeah. back and let's make sure that we care for those that are doing it, mm. make sure that they've got what they need. What, what can we do to serve you that will enable you to do this more effectively, you know, with more joy, mm. uh, with more anticipation of, of what's to come yeah. um, so that people don't just get all bogged down in it. And, yeah. and I think that we want to care for people in this, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's re- really important. I know particularly for certain church nominations as well, there, there, yeah timetables for, for mm. when compliance uh, stat accounts have to be out at the same time as budgets and whatnot. It is an intense period. So, you know, looking after looking after those people who were who were, you know, being good stewards of, yeah. of the finances is uh is really important. Give them give them a pat on the back. Yeah, absolutely. Donut, donut if you're if you're like me, donut in hand and we're oh I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so true. I mean we we kind of you know, it's funny, we, we go on retreat in January mm-hmm. and our year end is December. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we've got this kind of week period where we're like, how on earth do we pull together some kind of set of management accounts that we can look at? And and, and we, we want there to be a time of just Thanksgiving, yeah. a time of just, mm-hmm. you know, amazement of all that God's done and provided resources for us this year. Yeah. As well as then being able to move on to the next step and saying, right, this is a perfect time. We've got everyone in the room how do we start talking about budgets for this year? Um, so there's, there's, there's points, aren't there? There's seasons which are quite pressurised. And I think, you know, if you're a church leader, being aware of those seasons and careful yeah. in the finance stuff is absolutely a must and, and, and is crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Having some idea of what your your financial rhythm that I sometimes talk yes. about is, is what what are the what what the yearly monthly pinch points that uh, yeah, super super helpful super helpful to be aware of. Um, jumping into to income tim you know the churches i think churches are doing great aren't they in terms of standing orders online giving i mean we're able to kind of it's it's so much easier i remember when i started you know 19 20 years ago you know we were waiting for checks and cash to come in you didn't know what you were going to get each month you know now we can actually do a bit of forecasting and can can look ahead and say you know if if our donors and members continue to give in this way this is what we can expect and so so kind of income i always find when i'm doing my job is so important to kind of monitor in Mm -hmm. terms of budget and 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 setting our income you know we we can almost do that quite well can't we and i don't know what your advice is we always do it quite conservatively in terms of right what are we going to get are we going to see a five percent increase or are we going to see yeah. you know do we just put in the same income as last year's budget and then let's see what god does through that you know yeah. um, it's really it's really interesting what's your advice yeah well, it's you're right the the information that we have in with you know the modern you know um accounting accounting software that a lot of people use whether yeah. it's church suite or other things means that we've just got all this information and forecasting and budgeting for income is is much is much easier if you're mm. a church that is predominantly uh which most churches are um uh, you know regular donation driven it becomes a bit trickier for those churches who end up relying on those um uh, offering you know, lots of church call it different things don't they but they have the once a year offering yeah. or a special offering and or you have you you end up being your percentage of one-off donations is higher in your church, and that's sometimes much harder to predict and yeah. and and shape. And it's really interesting that you share you know you, that you were sharing that your church is sometimes a little more 
prudent with income as, as, as its budgeting of, of not quite knowing. I, I've got some other, no other churches that use this as kind of an, an aspirational area of saying, we, this is what we're, this is yeah. the faith target we're really praying for. Yeah. We're going for. And it's, it, there's no right or right or wrong way there, but it's, it's just trying to, if you can get a base of knowing roughly where you think things are going and then, you can then pull together and shape whatever mm-hmm. shape that however your you know your church feels best so it's got two classic examples there if you've got yeah. you've got the raw data and you've shaped it in a different way that's right for you guys based on what you, you you're sensing god navigating you to how to how to manage it so yeah. so yeah it, it, income incomes income is a good one it's still some challenges i think yeah. with with um particularly those churches that rely on one off those kind of giving Mm-hmm. Uh, annual giving points yeah uh, or premises rentals and activities like that it, it's it, the the kind of feedback i'm getting from the kind of barometer is that some of those are still cha- challenging in the cost of living crisis and organizations not doing as many organization yeah p- church who are reliant on organizations to book their premises yeah. sometimes yeah. is is still tricky so so yeah it's um yeah it tricky time for for some organizations yeah and it it, it does go back to some of those key principles isn't it like we've always tried to have key principle that you know all of our kind of outward bookings and stuff Mm -hmm. we don't want to become reliant upon that that there's a there's a chasing after that after you know year on year on but actually how can we you know we've always had a principle that you know anything that we hire out in terms of conferencing we will store up and use Mm -hmm. to improve the facility and you know the funds that we have to improve the facility that year are based mm. on the previous profits of yeah. what what we gained in last year so yeah. so setting yourself some principles on that is great but you know I, I know it's hard to apply a principle in the middle of something that you've been doing well we've been doing this for 10 years and there's there is a chasing after some income outside mm. of giving um you know it's really key like you're saying all the different people are involved understanding aspirational understanding the prudent understanding how income comes in and what's our principle on on where are we prepared to go what are we prepared to do yeah. um in terms of higher in terms of all those things um absolutely yeah there's, there's a phrase that i was i was told that i found really helpful actually kind of leading on what Nigel was saying is that it's, it's important if you kind of use this it's an analogy of a of a boxer basically it's important to have the the, the right hook mm. of, of aspirational faith-filled financial management and budgeting yeah. of, uh, but also with the very good left defensive block <laughs> of good financial yeah. stewardship. Yeah. And, you know, this is a topic that will be talked over and over and over yeah. again, because yes. there's always this, this almost sweet tension yeah, of, of, of trying to find yeah. this, this medium, which inevitably brings us to our knees of saying, God, yeah. look, you know, where are we going with this? And it's, it's fantastic in some ways, if that tension wasn't there, um the, the the kind of faith filledness of of church yeah. finance disappears yeah um, so it's um so it's, it's it's yeah it's quite fascinating really it's uh it is it is interesting and um yeah we i was, I was speaking to a church the other day and i think um I, I guess i just want to drive the point here of just clarity is so important when we think about income is uh, we had a church who were um who barely had enough money to pay their staff yeah. because they'd had this kind of long-standing kind of 
arrangement that all their gift days that they collected from their giving went into a building fund that became a restricted fund. Mm. And so they had a huge level of money in a building fund that was restricted, but, but the day-to-day operations of running the church and paying staff were, were really limited. And yeah. you're saying, you know, why haven't you readdressed this? Oh, well, that's, that's what we've always done. Always done. You know, we've, we, we were at that point 10 years ago when we wanted to, and we could, um, afford to put all the gift aid in and we did a once a year claim and we, we dumped it in that account and, and restricted funds are saying well actually you you need you might need to change that you might need to bring a little bit of clarity and it's okay to change it and it's okay to have that conversation with trustees and pccs mm-hmm. and say you know maybe we need to you know address the way that we you know allocate these funds into restricted on you know into general funds and mm-hmm. so i'd encourage churches to think about those things as well yeah, absolutely. Well, as a big part of what we do as independent examiners for churches is we we, we always review the funds, and yeah. we we would always highlight to an organisation if they're if certain of whether their designated fund balance or restricted fund balance hasn't moved, because mm-hmm. there are options. Even if yeah. you've got a restricted fund that's sat there for years, there are options available. Um, some of them are administratively tricky. Don't get me yeah. wrong. There's sometimes where you do have to ask permission from the charity commission to see whether you can unrestrict something or change the direction slightly of what the original giver gave or you've got something that you've ring fenced there are options available to be able to do that and uh, it, it do come across a number of times where people don't quite realize that you this you know if, if something has been restricted there is a potential that it can be changed in a slightly different direction with with the right process so so yes yeah that encouragement yeah have have a conversation about it isn't it you know that's that's so cool um let's go on to expenditure then um Mm. i mean one of the big questions and challenges i think that people are facing is is the idea of now setting a deficit budget Mm. churches who who are looking ahead and, and they've 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 done their budget they've got their facts together they pulled it together and they're looking and saying we are going to be 25 Fifty thousand short, hundred thousand. Some churches face huge deficits. Um, tell me about deficit budgets and what your experience yep. on this. Yeah, it's really interesting actually. The the, the organisation I am the outsourced kind of finance officer for. It's one of the kind of niche roles we we do in in the firm. We only do it with a, a few organisations we, we we choose to work with who are frontline organisations because mm-hmm. we, we want to to essentially bless them as part of yeah. you know obviously it's, it's part of our livelihood but we want to equip them to do the work they're doing and and we at the moment are navigating through a tricky season of of what a deficit budget looks like which mm-hmm. is larger than we would like and it it's tricky so there's a f- I think there's a few things I would share the the first off is there is often a kind of unspoken best practice that a budget has to be balanced if that makes sense. and it's a don't get me wrong it's a good principle it's always a good principle that you've got a, a balanced budget at the start of the year that your income is matching expenditure and that is a, a brilliant place now the problem with that is if your organization is is in a factual place that that is highly unlikely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is almost um it's almost not good financial governance to set a very high target to say we're gonna this is what we're gonna meet if that mm. makes sense so you end up in this place of a deficit budget and uh, deficit budgets are tricky because they carry some weight about them mm-hmm. now there's a few caveats with that the first of all is a deficit budget is not sustainable in the long term 
yeah. but may well be sustainable in the short term. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important distinction mm-hmm. is are we setting a deficit budget here where we are quite in control we've got our reserves and we've got our reserves policy which we've which we're aware yeah. of and we've had for a number of years and we know the reserves we need to have in the bank for us to continue as an organization for the long term in case something mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. or in case there's some other unexpected event that's going to take us take a hit into our reserves Mm. if that is your situation then navigating a a deficit budget is uh, much more plain sailing because with some good financial storytelling explanation of the road that you're walking on of this is the the immediate short-term outlook that we're looking at these are the challenges and these are the you know this one is the faith point of what we're yeah. what we're praying for, what we're aiming for. And two, these are some of the practical steps which we're going to work towards of actually getting to a place where we are setting uh, a balanced budget. So that's, the for me, the first thing is, is this a short-term de- uh, deficit budget? Have you got the reserves in the bank where it's not, you know, it's not causing you, a, a the organization, a real issue, as in it's not going to be able to carry on going? Yeah. And you've got, you can then work out a plan as to how things are then going to go. So that's the first thing I'd, I'd share. And I think that's probably for quite a few church and organizations, that's their reality at this moment in time. Yeah, with, that could be, uh, yeah. With with challenges of, I know lots of organizations have had to make really tricky decisions. And I know actually when we last spoke on the pod, I think we, I think it was, I think it was May 20, mm-hmm. May 22. Um, and the, the financial crisis was, was, was not quite at its peak. No, it wasn't. It was no. And I remember we we were talking about the question you'd asked me is where where would a, would you advise investing? And one of the things I remember we we're talking about was investing yeah. in in staff. But yeah. I know now we've we're a number of months down the line. Those difficult conversations are very real. Is that yeah. if we're going to be able to bless our staff, or not just bless our staff, just honour our staff by giving them you know essentially a real term increase in wage so that it's meeting the inflation that has resulted in a deficit budget yeah. Yeah. and those those decisions are hard because a, an increase in staff wages is a is a long-term commitment yes. it's not just a uh, we need to do this to the the building or we've we've our energy prices are much higher they may come down but obviously we don't yeah. know but as staff wages that's 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 it then if that makes sense so that's that's a tricky com- there's some tricky mm. things that churches are having mm. to navigate at the moment and if that's you um you know hat off to you keep persevering through through those um because they can be they can be tricky conversations to navigate and then there's for me there's the second discussion which is when a deficit budget is either very large or you have multiple years where where it's looking like things are on the more unsustainable side yeah and that's when the kind of the budgeting finance conversations become quite tricky and my advice if there are churches out there where that is potentially looking like it might be mm-hmm. is is going back to what we started about at the this kind of the start of, of the pod was talking about facts and those base that the base layer of actually factually how long do we have to yeah. be able to navigate and and pursue avenues, faithfully pray and see 
until we know we need to make more decisions, if that makes sense. So yeah. I think they're my two top tips of depending on how, how you navigate deficit budgets, depending on where, you know, what, where you financially are as an organization. If that makes yeah. Sense. So yeah, no, I that's, don't know if you have any comeback on that, but they're my, yeah, no, it's, it's helpful. Cause I, I guess we, we've not had to set deficit budgets before. So my experience is, is, is very low on this, you know, if I'm honest, mm. um, I do interact with a lot of churches who are, who are doing that. And like you say, the deficit has been, we want to support staff and give them, you know, an increase in wage to help them through this time. And, and I love that. And I say, applaud that kind of faith, applaud that kind of decision, you know, um, to care for people. And I love that. I, I think, um, I think we, we do want it to get to a point where it balances. And I think yep. that's where an exercise of the forecasting of what you're talking about that sits alongside your budgeting is so, is so useful. Yeah. You know, what, what cutbacks can we make? in the budget that can allow us over a period of time to build to a point where that deficit is finished in year two, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's some churches out there who aren't budgeting at all. And so mm. there, we want to start a conversation on that and we can come back to that later, but those who are regularly budgeting and are in a deficit budget, take a, take the time to look at it over the two, three year period mm. and look at some of the cutbacks that you might be able to make yeah. and that allow you then at this point, I can see, the information is pointing that actually we're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. using our reserves policy and using some of those funds, mm. it's legitimate to use it at this mm. point. You know, this yeah. is a a crisis that people are are facing, and so Absolutely. we can often think, when is that rainy day? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes we need permission to say, actually, it's okay to dip into these funds now. Mm. And and I'd be encouraging trustees, PCCs, and leadership teams let's talk about this what do we need realistically yes. in the reserve fund yes. and what can we move across to yes. general funds that's going to help us in the next two years mm. and and we can we can forecast and say it is going to be two years mm. um and um but also you know let's pray let's inform even informing the church about a deficit could can feel like quite a negative thing yes but actually it might cause people to say we need to step into that gap we need to help what could yeah. we do that actually might look like ministry being different in terms of its cost maybe there's there's more people that we can throw at something that's going to reduce the expenditure um where can people give uh, we we were given a, a, an out of the blue donation this week mm -hmm. as we were talking about right what does it mean to pass the gospel on to the next generation mm -hmm. um people hear that priority and go i want to get behind that I'm wondering what the budget is for that priority mm. and having conversation around that stirs people to say, yeah, I'd, I'd love to give more to that mm. and commit to give more to that over the next couple of years. So, mm. so all of these things are helpful things, I think, to, to be chatting about and getting people involved in and being honest about it and, and doing that. So let's talk about forecasting then. Give me some, mm. give me some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, forecasting is is really interesting. Uh, I give a very quick distinction between budget. Yeah, and let's do that because because um, they are different, um, but they can often be used interchangeably. Mm. Now, uh, when I talk about a budget, we normally talk about it in its kind of formality of that this is um, like actually the either what the finances we are aiming for or yeah. expecting, or we're going to compare this year. We're going to come this yes. period of time. We're going to compare this too, and. Uh, a budget, a budget is often important to kind of keep semi-static 
because it, it means you've got something that isn't moving that you can compare it to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that comparison is a really, if you talk, if you just very briefly talk about financial controls, having something to be able to compare mm -hmm. your finances to, i.e. a budget is really important. And if you kept on moving that budget, you, the comparisons become is much harder. Yeah. So some yeah. organizations might do a, a, a rebudget month six or, um, or various other things, but keeping it static is generally what we, classes a budget something you're aiming towards or you're comparing against yeah now a forecast is some of the the differences is that is very much future focused obviously a, a, a budget is but really you're looking at budget now like mm -hmm. how are we doing against budget now mm -hmm. whereas a forecast is looking forward and saying right we're painting a picture into the future of what our financial story might look like mm -hmm. uh, on, maybe under differing scenarios this is yeah the the best case forecast this is the the most realistic and this is the worst case and the the really great thing about forecasting is it it, it is possibly the best financial tool that an organization can have to help aid decision making yeah. budgets are really good because it yeah. you know you you know where you think you're going to be by the year end and you yeah. can compare it at the time whereas a forecast essentially you're opening up the window to say right mm. if we are if we are in this financial picture here number a yeah. we can do x y and z and we can do it then yeah or we're in scenario it's looking tricky we can't do that and it means that all your decision making comes forward instead yeah. of being responsive if that yes. makes sense. so yeah. one of the That's things good. i spent i spend a lot of time doing with my uh, some of my kind of largerish frontline charities is doing this exercise of a three to four year forecast mm. which means that it takes the pressure of firefighting and don't get me wrong there's always firefighting isn't yeah, it because the situation yeah. come along but it helps it helps if you're someone who works in finance with your you know your church organization and you're able to do a two or even three year forecast mm. that can help the conversation about vision strategy and resources yeah. very quickly i'm yes. a big I don't know if you can tell. The Yorkshireman here is getting passionate about forecasting. I love, I love forecasting. This is great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so there, yes. So, and if you're if you're uh, an Excel person, then you can do all sorts of jazzy stuff. But you yeah. don't have to be. Do you know? What I mean? it, it can yeah. be fairly straightforward, and it can it can it can really serve your organisation well yes. by by doing that. So yeah, so, yeah. And so that's a that, bit. That is great. The forecasting thing is great. I think what you, what you're talking there is great. I love the fact that you, you are bringing decisions earlier. You're bringing information yeah. earlier. So mm. you're saying this is what we could face, and so it prompts us to be able to pray. It prompts yeah. us to be able to to you know have that conversation conversation about ministry and what we yeah. want to do over the next few years and priorities. And, and you're right, it does mean that we can be a lot more agile in how we, you know, can respond to, you know, situations, you know, and, and the firefighting should be less on the basis that, that the forecasting is there, that we can yeah, all right. see it. Absolutely. Um, and the great thing about forecasting is it's, it, it's there for the challenging times to navigate mm -hmm. We're, we're, you know, we're making sure we've got the resources and we're, we're, we're floating, but it's also great for visionary stuff where mm -hmm. you think, right, if we had a 20% increase in income, yeah. 30%, or we have this come in, what could, what could it look like? What could the staff structure look like? What could we do here? And it, it opens up an exciting conversation, yeah. which is very different to the classic church treasurer saying, no, 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 we can't.
can't do that. No, you know, they yeah, are, absolutely right. There. But yeah, yeah, so it changes it very, very yeah. much. So I'm a big fan of forecasting. Big fan. Yeah, forecasting is great. And and I think with the forecasting, I think one of the other things that Nigel uh, recommended on on the podcast with with each other was mm. was this idea of like regularly reporting management accounts. Mm. You know, so he was talking about monthly doing that. And I think. Yeah. You know, um, there are some touch points. So, what what do I do as somebody in our church, finance-wise? I'm looking at stuff weekly. Yeah. I think I'm looking at stuff monthly, and I'm looking at stuff in a kind of seasonal basis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we know, looking at some of the patterns of our giving over the last mm. few years, there are quarters where we just receive less, mm. but there are other quarters where, weirdly, it's made up and we receive more. And I think people yeah. forget sometimes, and there are mm. different timing issues and all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that kind of you know that reporting stuff is good, and I think having a tool that you can that, that enables you or some software or something that helps you to pull together data quickly and easily and accessible, mm. I, I think is another vital thing to help us with our budgeting, to help us with our forecasting. Um, yeah. You know, any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, the the tools out there are vast. Um, you know, with cloud cloud accounting. Uh, even if you're just doing things on Excel, but you know the the options that are there now for churches yeah. uh, that just weren't there four or five years ago, it, yeah. it's there. So you know if you're a church who mm. are, are wanting, who have uh, maybe have been doing your finances the same way for a long time, mm. uh, and maybe been reliant on key individuals, uh, the, the the options that are out there can help you do all that uh, yeah. uh, so much more accessible than they, they used to be. And I think a quick top tip for me, is one of the other things I love talking to organizations about is um, financial storytelling mm-hmm. is that, that having good reporting is brill and it helps all this conversation. Yeah. But if you can put that into a short, this is our financial story. This is where we've come from. This is where we are. And this is where we're going mm-hmm. in a short mm-hmm. space of time into a you know short snippet that 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 is brilliant if you can convert yeah. your numbers into a story you yes. can help equip people um whether it's trustees key management how whoever it is in yeah. in a in a much um a much more effective way mm. um it's, it's brilliant so it's worth worth checking out if that's something you 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 think would be helpful Absolutely right. And let, let me just encourage anyone who's involved in finances in their church, you know, you, you are doing some, some brilliant work. It is, it is gospel ministry without you doing what you do to finances, you know, you are, you know, ministry wouldn't happen, would it? Yeah, so you are yeah. enabling, there's an aspect that you are enabling ministry to happen because you are involved in the finances. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a sense of you're protecting the gospel as well, because mm-hmm. you know, having transparency, having good accounts, having uh, a church that's, that's following all the legislation and legal requirements, yeah. it is, it just protects the gospel yeah. wonderfully and it's against essential. accusation. And it, it really is essential, isn't it, to ministry? Yeah yeah and 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 it's possibly another another pod for another day if uh listeners still like listen to my yorkshire accent but um one of the one of the things we we've spent quite a lot of time doing in this last year is helping churches navigate um some charity commission investigations around around these sorts of things and um it it is a sadly there is there isn't many weeks where there isn't a church that ends up in some sort of charity commission investigation normally around finances and transparency yeah um so it's a huge area so what you're doing is is absolutely essential so it is keep keep 
keep on keeping on because it 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 uh, it's fun, it, essential. So important. So yeah. So please check out some of the other podcasts. You know, with Nigel Ring, and you know, we were chatting about that at the start. There's some. There's just some great wisdom. And for that, I know we've been talking about a lot more about the practical things, and and those are great. And pick up that. There, there are people like Stewardship who are writing some great blogs. Um, and I know Stephen there has written something recently in kind of the middle of January. So please check out his stuff as well. You know, you know, there's there's, there's some good people talking about this who are really helpful things at this time. Mate, how much how much have you been paid for that product placement over your shoulder? That that expense plus cap. I <laughs> I see it. Plus mug. My expense plus mug. I uh, highly I, I highly like my expense plus mug. I don't drink tea or coffee, but uh, <laughs> I do hot juice. And the great thing about hot juice is uh, when it goes cold, it's just cold juice. You can still so, drink it later. So yeah, the, the 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 mug the mug is the mug is there. It's on uh, the other side, yeah. The, so the Sam only... Lewis, how, I don't know how much you paid him to stick it on our pod, <laughs> but you know, superb. You know, a bit of promo I'm for um, I'm good. I'm very good friends. Plus. I'm, I'm very good at very good friends with Spence Plus, and uh, we're worth mentioning actually that we we the two organisation and Spence Plus are just passionate about helping yeah. organisations, churches, and yeah. a lot of our a lot of our the organisation with the churches is is just being able to equip them in doing. Yes. in doing this well uh, and one of the things we've, we've just finished doing recently is some short um quick fire videos that are kind yeah. of finance helpful finance content which are more on the technical side of things yeah. which uh, are often quite hard to find so um if you you know have some questions about different aspects of your accounts yeah. or i've done one on budgeting or various other bits and pieces um i've actually done one on on vat because there's some churches out there where yeah. vat comes with play you can they're no longer than three minutes uh sadly you've got to look at me in another checkered shirt but uh I was going to mention the shirt to our viewers because it, it is it is extraordinary this shirt this this yellow shirt and yeah. uh, I I am not sure you know I'm not some kind of fashion guru but a, a checkered shirt it might not be your best outlook. That's my I'm it's my problem I'm all just I just got a lot of checkered shirts I don't know what it is yeah um, anyway I deliberately so check out these I deliberately videos. didn't put a checkered shirt on today because I knew yeah. you'd. I knew that the video would end up. The banter would be yeah, there. But if anything, go check out these videos. Even if you just go and check out the, the shirt. The shirt. This was horrendous. Well, the funny thing is, is we did two, we've done two lots of these short videos. One, I'm wearing a blue one. And one, I'm wearing a yellow one. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, shirts, checkered shirts. That seems to be my So the content's great. And and, and we we love and trust, you know, Tim is great. And, and Sam Lewis, the guys at Expense Plus. And if you, if you haven't got a... A finance package or a tool that you're using let me highly recommend these guys not not just what it you know the software and the cloud-based accounting that they do the, these guys love the local church mm. they love the people who are doing finances they see the huge work that it is they they make the connection between how it links into the gospel and how it's ministry and so you know please you know they, they are they are I would highly recommend them. And they've set up this blog and they've got Tim involved in making videos. You can, I've looked on there for restricted funds. If you want just a quick snapshot of what on earth is this? What does this mean? Um, then what a great base it is. So the link will be on the website. It'll be on the, on the video for the, for those who are watching on YouTube or wherever else. Um, mate, we should finish it there on your checkered shirt. Check um, shirt. Land it on that one. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> 
mate, so grateful for you and the difference that you're making. And mate, it's just it's just such an easy conversation with you. You're so good at podcasts. Well, I don't know about that. I think I'm just good at wittering on and talking. I think it's my uh, my inner dyslexia that means uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd far rather chat to somebody than than have to write an email but uh but yeah no it's it's a it's a joy to be on and uh it's it's fun fascinating hearing the uh the the, the guests you have i you the the I, w- I was listening to one the other day and just the, the breadth of topics you cover is just uh and just in itself and an immense reminder of what churches do and the, yeah. the breadth of administration and operations it covers it's it's huge and you kind of think wow and uh so yeah it, top top work on what you do it's, it's brilliant i appreciate that that's great well if we can be a blessing to you and there's any topics that you'd like us to cover on the podcast then please get in contact at questions at the churchoffice.co.uk again the website's full of resources there's there's topics that you can dive into and hopefully signpost you somewhere else give you a bit of info or even just give you a bit of confidence say am i on the right track and i think a lot of a lot of church administrators saying to me it was so helpful to run it past yours what was your template i love the template uh, we used portions of it in our own you know creating our own i'm just like yeah this is great this is this is great so um happy days so connect in with us and uh, please check out the other podcasts and uh, thank you for joining us today it's been great see you again